Hi guys, welcome back to a jam-packed episode after a jam-packed week and a half. Uh, there's so much going on, but this is Miss Congeniality. My name is Eli, if you don't know that, which would be so weird if you were listening to this and didn't know that, but maybe you're a new bestie and for that I love you. Um, anyway, my therapist Anne, this is like the first thought I had to share with you guys today. She was like, maybe we should stop doing this whole thing where you just vent for an hour. Like, what do you need from me? And I was like, yeah, I kind of feel like our sessions are like my podcast, except for it's just you and I, you know, it's like a whole different podcast episode. Like, I swear to God, like this week I was like, okay, so I got him to do the Enneagram test. And like, now we can really dive deep, like we could dive in. And she was like, I don't really know how this relates to anything, but I'll entertain it for a second. And then there was another, I was telling her a story. Oh, I was like, oh, our upstairs neighbors are so loud. And like, she was like, how does this relate to your anxiety? And I was like, frankly, it doesn't. It's just like, they're stomping above me right now. So I thought I would mention it. It's definitely the ADHD working its magic. But she was like, should we just like, should we start doing like trauma work? And I was like, whoa, and like this is basically a podcast for me. This is just practice for Miss Congeniality. Just kidding. I was like, sure. And she was like, that's going to be deeply emotional. Is that okay with you? And I was like, sure, I guess. But I do prefer just the vent. The vent session is really everything to me. Like normalized vent session therapy where you just go to therapy and you vent to the therapist and then they're like, how does that make you feel? And you're like, I actually don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm just telling you about it because no one else will listen to me slash I'm too anxious to tell other people about my feelings. Anyway, (laughs) welcome back to therapy, group therapy. Love to see it. I hope you guys are doing well. I have had a crazy week slash weeks and I'm having an upcoming crazy few weeks. So I just wanted to like give you guys some updates, like talk about everything. So as you guys know, probably I got back from LA really recently I went to California for my first time ever and it was sort of a work trip where I did a bunch of meetings and I got to meet like my manager in person and a lot of exciting stuff but my first thought was I don't think I could ever move to Los Angeles and I think it's a bit foreign to me like you forget that different areas of the country have like different ways of doing things and like different just different vibes I'm like such an east coast person I felt kind of like a fish out of water there like Firstly, like, I felt a little bit anxious the whole time. I just thought that, like, I didn't feel like I belonged fully. And, like, I know that, like, that's just a face level thing. And that's just, like, a classic stereotype. And, like, eventually, like, once I got comfortable, I totally was like, okay, I get it. I also hate driving. And I don't like the inconvenience of how long it takes to get places. So that would probably bother me. Slash, like, I was asking my friends, like, how do you guys go out here? And they were like, we literally leave our cars at each other's houses, depending on like what area of LA we're going to go out in. And then we like Uber or someone DDs. And then we all sleep in the same house. Like we crash with each other. That doesn't work for me. Like I need to sleep in my own bed and I don't like to drive. Uh, And yeah, that was like the big thing that kind of deterred me from liking it. And then also I just, I don't know. I am just a New York City girl. Like the energy of New York City is unmatched. And I will say the thing I like about LA a lot is like people are calm and chill and like the weather is so nice. Like the sunshine is like absolutely incredible. And just the vibes are really good. Like the all the healthy food, the juices, the produce is so fresh. Like all the restaurants are so good. But I think that I would get tired of those things like just in general favor of like the hustling grind of New York. And I was saying to my mom, I feel like, This does not, I'm not saying everybody, but I feel like if you 
if you want to be famous and you think that you're meant to be famous so you go to LA like there has to be a tiny bit of inherent narcissism to be like I deserve fame and I'm not saying everybody there has that but I think like some of the people do and that also kind of threw me off but I got to meet with a PR firm uh, which was really exciting and a publicist I got to go to a showroom for like Isle of Paradise and Way, the hair brand uh, and this new skincare brand called Bioma that they have in Target and I got to take a bunch of free things which was really cool I met my manager in person and started to get super excited about the fact that I'm building an all-female team so the podcast platform that I can't like fully discuss yet that we're uh going to go with to produce Miss Congeniality is female centric and my manager's a woman my book agents are both women my assistant's a woman and hopefully everything to come is going to be really female centric as well because that just matters a lot to me and yeah I oh I also saw Tinks in LA I know everybody is curious about that I have been friends with Tinks for like a little bit over a year now she and I just connected over TikTok and we've met a couple times. And so we did a quick coffee and a walk. She's so busy, you guys. Everyone was like, why didn't you make content together? And I was kind of like, I just wanted to spend that like hour and a half with her catching up because I haven't seen her in so long. And also like, I feel like I'm at a crossroads in my career where things are really getting stressful and I'm having to make a lot of big choices. And I'm really like growing and gravitating in a different direction that I think she's been through that. And it was really helpful for me to just talk to her and like hear about what's going on in her life and like all the projects that she has upcoming, which are so exciting and like just, I don't know, catch up with her. Like she really inspires me and she's a really great person. And like you guys should all know that she's just as wonderful in person as she is online. She's great. I just sent her a text asking if I could see her in Austin. So hopefully I'll see her when we're in Austin. I'm going for South by Southwest with Amazon Studios to make content for them. Tinks is going to sit on a panel there hosted by Bala which is so cool and I'm gonna go and watch the panel so I'll give you guys all the updates about that um but yeah in LA I also saw Sydney uh from TikTok she's just incredible so lovely we had the best time I saw Louis Levante he took me to Runyon I got altitude sickness it was craziness I felt so fucking sick like I did not realize that I was gonna get altitude sickness it was nuts and yeah I just kind of like enjoyed traveling alone you know I don't I'm not someone who loves to be alone. I try to split alone time up into passive versus active alone time. So to me, active alone time is like alone time I chose to have, alone time that I'm excited about. Passive alone time is alone time that I didn't choose to have and I just kind of found myself in it and I don't really know how to navigate that super well so I kind of struggled with the passive alone time of just being by myself but I went ahead and did a bunch of like touristy stuff and like went to like all these restaurants and places I wanted to go I had the tink Sunday at Craig's it was really great she also sent me the PR of her ice cream and it was so good it's so good I can't even express how much I love it it's amazing so yeah that was that was pretty much the LA trip the one thing I did notice and I think this is my best comparison ever LA is Cassie from Euphoria, right? It looks like a delicate sweet flower. It's really pretty, but it's actually fucking poisonous and it will be a bitch behind your back and it will stab you in the back. And New York City is Maddie Perez where it's like it is a bitch and it is a bitch to your face and like you know what you're going to get. And I like Cassie. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not a Cassie apologist, but people are calling her a pick me. People are calling her a narcissist. She's neither of those things. She has trauma and she's a deeply insecure individual and neither of those things excuse her from her actions. However, she still does them. Maddie, though, is just up front and to your face. Like, 
I saw something that said LA is nice but not kind and New York City is kind but not nice and I really feel that like people in New York aren't going to be nice to your face like they're just trying to do their own thing they're hustling everyone's grinding but they're kind people we're good people and I'm not saying the people in LA aren't but I think that that analogy really helped me with my why do I not love it here kind of thing and I think it's okay to not love a place like I would definitely go back I want to go back with Allie because her family has a house in San Diego and I want to see more of California and yada 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 But I was kind of just like, this isn't my favorite place in the world. And that is, that is fine. However, one really exciting thing that did happen while I was there is that I've decided that I'm going to do YouTube. And I'm actually really excited about this. I have been thinking about YouTube for a while. I've been trying to decide, like, if it makes sense to do YouTube, if it's, I don't know. And eventually, like, recently, I kind of have just, like, decided that I really want to do it and I think it's going to be really fun and like I'm really intrigued by like long form video and what that's going to look like I'm hopefully going to get a video editor I know a lot of youtubers don't talk about this but all of them have video editors like for a while Emma Chamberlain wasn't editing her videos but now she does I think like everybody's had them at some point and I definitely think I need one but I'm going to experiment when I'm in Austin with like vlogging and see how I do so basically I'm going on Wednesday morning to Michigan I'm going to be a guest judge at this philanthropy event that this thing music matters is doing I wasn't going to go because I've just been to Michigan and it was a lot and I'm like so overextended however it is my brother's birthday and on top of that my parents are going to be with his twin in uh, Ithaca because my dad is guest teaching a class on wine at Cornell so because part of my family is gonna be with Jake on his birthday I figured like this is kind of asking me to go be with Jack on his birthday it also works because I'm gonna fly from Detroit to Austin which is nice and I'm looking forward to that so I'm gonna fly from Detroit to Austin and I'm there for four days and yeah I'm there for South by Southwest with Amazon Studios I haven't gotten my full itinerary yet I do have my flights and that's it and I'm on a call with them on Tuesday talking a little bit more about what it's going to be like but there was a couple like VIP events and parties mentioned originally with like guest performances so I'm looking forward to that I think it'd be really great they are at South by Southwest for Lizzo's TV show I do not know if she's gonna be there but I would freak out that'd be so cool but I'll make sure to bring you guys on to everything and then I'm also gonna YouTube vlog and we're gonna see what happens um while I am there and if you guys have recommendations for any like workout classes or like healthy food spots like I've obviously done the regular things I went to Torchy's Tacos I went to that one coffee cart that has like a red dot thingy that's like what I remember of it I went to Buford's to go out I think I went to like the the lawn or the porch or something like that for drinks and like live music which was really great I went out to dinner at a place that wasn't good it was like an American steakhouse Italian it was in like a strip mall we had an uber there it wasn't on campus I didn't like it so if you guys have recommendations for food you guys know I look like smoothies I like vegan food I'm gluten-free I want to take some spin classes and stuff if you guys have a favorite soul cycle instructor out there I'm pretty sure they have soul cycle or cycle bar let's get into it and do it I'm really looking forward to going to Austin I think it's gonna be great and yeah I'm, I'm excited and I think um, it'll be a good thing for work as well and then when I get back I have my surgery and then after that I I'm going to Europe yeah I'm going to Barcelona and London with my boyfriend in April and I'm really excited and more on all of that to come I'm trying to think if I have any recs for you guys but I haven't really been watching anything like I finished Euphoria 
I have the same thoughts as everybody else. Sam Levinson is kind of an arrogant prick. I really think he needs to open up the writer's room. I think that asking for creative help does not make you less talented. It makes you more talented because it shows that you understand the pertinence of collaboration. I can't stand that he can't get his head behind collaborating. He's so arrogant that he thinks that his vision will be damaged if he just asks for a writer's room. Doesn't really make sense to me. I also think having some sort of female voice would help him with the motivations of his female characters. I saw a lot of criticism of him using his um, characters of color and characters in the LGBTQ community to just push along the white characters at the expense of the characters of color and the LGBTQ characters, his own trauma, own emotional well-being. I thought that was really interesting. I've seen about one billion people saying that they didn't want to be nude. I just, I'm not a fan of his and I don't really know where he's going to be taking season three. I mean, I'll maybe watch it. Just depends on like how busy I am because you guys know I don't love TV that much. So yeah, that's where I'm at with that. I am not really watching anything else right now. I'm kind of just vibing and all that good stuff and writing the book. I did want to give you guys a light update on the book. So basically, when we take it out to publishers in April, we're going to sign hopefully a book deal, knock on wood. Hope you all just knocked on wood for me. And I will have six to nine months to write from the time of signing. And then it will probably be like eight to 12 months in production. So think like if we're looking good a year and a half. And I know that sounds so far away, but like time flies when you're having fun. Once I'm done writing the book and once I'm done, once I even get the book deal, I'll start doing newsletters. You can get my writing in that way. And then also another really exciting project is I'm working with some associates at Columbia and Sony Pictures. Sony Pictures owns Paramount and we're going to write a movie. And so I am very overextended in my writing life, but hopefully, hopefully that movie script, um, it's called a spec. It's like half script draft, half outline. That will hopefully be in the hands of some people that might love it in June and that would be madly exciting and I'll probably be back in LA if that ends up taking off but again until we're done with the book proposal I'm not focusing on the movie script so I'm trying to just like organize myself to the best of my ability and this is why it absolutely drives me crazy when people think that I don't have a job or I don't work or when I get comments today like how the hell would you say you have a stable career you don't have a career you post TikToks it's like I literally ugh, it's so annoying anyway though I'm not gonna harp on that because my therapist told me that other people's feelings about me are not my problem period they're not your problem either other people's feelings about you are not your problem okay so we just did a huge giant updates thingy and now we're gonna get into the episode today okay so today's episode is on something that I don't know if I necessarily believe in but we're gonna get into it anyway we're gonna do a deep dive into basically the talking stage when you start dating someone how you know if someone likes you ghosting breadcrumbing love bombing all of that fucking bullshit so okay so I am taking it from this perspective because this is how I'm gonna put this into context for you guys I am looking at this from you start seeing someone right it doesn't matter where you meet them either you go home with them on a one night stand kind of thing and then you start hooking up or you start dating them, you go on a date, you're going on a couple dates, or maybe it's a combination of both. So this is someone you've met and you've you've seen them consistency that consistently. That is really the only kind of check mark that I need to like get out of the way. Like that is where I'm taking this from. So it is a person that you have been seeing semi-consistently over the course of maybe three weeks. Um, because I think that you start kind of figuring out what someone wants around that time. 
So firstly, I everyone says, you know, if they wanted to, they would. And if they liked you, you would know. And on some level, I disagree. But 95% of the time, I agree. Because I think people will be like, well, what if the person is shy? Or what if the person doesn't know that I like them? Normally, when someone likes you, you will know. You will know because they treat you differently than they treat other people. Even if it is so subdued and low-key, you will see signs. And for the most part, there aren't that many people who are that cripplingly shy where they wouldn't even flirt. There definitely are people like that. But I think that's the minority. So basically, if they wanted to, they would. If they liked to, you would know. I truly and honestly believe this is the case. Once I started dating my current boyfriend, who on our second date was like, I just want to let you know I'm not screwing around. I'm not looking for something casual. I'd like to see where this goes. I want to end up dating someone. I'm not saying we have to rush into anything, but I just wanted you to know that. When he said that, I realized something clicked in my brain where I realized that if I ever had to ask myself the question, does this person like me? Or does this person want to date me? Or is this just a hookup thing? Does this person want something more than casual? The answer is probably no. Because if they wanted to date you or if they liked you more than something casual, they would tell you or they would show signs. They would take you out on dates. They would talk to their family about you. They would text you pretty consistently and it wouldn't just be over Snapchat. And I think I got so kind of upset with myself because I was like, damn, like I really in college really wasted time asking myself with guys that I was hooking up with casually who I caught feelings for. Does this person like me as more than a friend? Trying to convince myself they did when at the very crux of it, if they did, I would know. I would know. And people are like, well, what if um, what if he just isn't asking me out on dates because like I'm not I'm not like asking for them. And I'm like, no, because if someone wants to take you out on dates and if someone catches feelings for you and they like you, they're going to ask you on a date. And you being like, do you want to get drinks sometime? Like, that's not like if someone asks you on a first date, because they want to take you on a first date. They're not waiting for your cue. They're going to just ask. So I think like I there was someone senior year of college that I was seeing and I was like really hooking up with him for a while and I really started to like him. We never had gone on a date. He mostly Snapchatted me. He only texted me to make plans late at night. We only saw each other like late at night or for like midday, like hookups in the middle of the day, like This was not, he was like two-timing me with other girls. I was like, really, I really liked him. And I wasted time trying to convince myself that he liked me or trying to convince myself that he was confused or that like the reason I felt confused about if he liked me or not is because he has trauma or he's depressed or the reason I'm confused about him liking me or not is because I haven't been, you know, forward enough about liking him. No. If they wanted to, they would. If they liked you, you would know. I think that that is the general rule of thumb. Of course, not everything applies to everybody. But if you are asking yourself, you know, does this person like me who you've been seeing for over three weeks in a hookup casual scenario and you're asking yourself, do they want something more than casual? The answer is no. If you're asking yourself, how do I get someone to like me? How do I get them out of how do I get out of the hookup box? Thank you, Tinks, which is like the box you get put in if you're just a hookup with someone. You really can't. And one big message I want to share is you cannot change someone's mind about you and why should you want to like let me dumb it down imagine your friend was like yeah like I asked him if he was looking for anything other than casual um well he said he's not but he might one day and he just needs to take time for himself but yeah he said he's not looking for anything serious he said he's looking for something like completely casual and he doesn't want to be exclusive and like you know what I'm fine with that 
First of all, you're not fine with that. It's okay to not be fine with that. It's okay to want something fucking serious. I hate that we tell women that they have to just go along with what men say and they can change their minds about them by using their bodies or being more chill. Like, no, if you want a relationship and someone says, I don't want to be with you in a relationship, I only want sex, I only want something casual. Okay, you have to decide if you can take that, if you want something casual too, if you can switch your mind, or if you say, then this isn't going to work for me, which is hard to do, but at the end of the day, you need to remind yourself, we can't change someone's mind about us, and why the fuck would we want, and I only say why the fuck because I've been there, why would I want to change someone's mind about me? Why would I want to try and convince someone to be with me? Like, I think of myself as a special person. I think about myself as a gift. Why would I want to convince and beg someone, you should be with me, please, I'll do anything for you to be with me. Like, okay, fine, I can just be casual, whatever. No, like, we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard. If you want something serious and someone says, I don't want that with you, great. You know what? It's going to sting. It's going to fucking suck. You're going to find someone who wants to be with you, though. You're going to find somebody that actually values you and does not ever make you feel confused. We should not have to convince people to be with us and we should not want to. Go where you're wanted, period. Always go where you're wanted. Okay, rant somewhat over. The crux of this though is that I wasted a lot of time on people who did not give a fuck about me. And maybe they cared about me on like a night to night level, but overall they didn't want to be with me. And I always say that like when I'm relaying advice, it's because I've made enough mistakes that I could tell you guys how to avoid those mistakes or you guys could make those mistakes with hindsight, you know, like knowing what I know now, I could share that with you. And like if you want to have a casual hookup, that's not what I'm saying, of course. I'm just saying like we shouldn't be convincing people to be with us. Like if someone doesn't want to be with you, that means they don't want to be with you and Imagine if a job, okay, like, let's look at it like this. Imagine if a job was simply like, yeah, you're rejected, like, you're not getting the job. And you were like, what if I just, like, uh, stuck around and I would work, like, for free all the time? And, like, I would just do anything for you guys for free and you guys could treat me like shit. You would never say that. You would be like, this job wasn't meant to be. I'm moving on to the next one because the next one actually wants me there. Go where you are wanted. And this is why I think that we have to like define and categorize what a talking stage is. Because what I just described, like those late night hookups, like the guys that I was like hooking up with in college, that's not a talking stage because you started hooking up with one another and that's all you do. A talking stage is more so in between the first few dates and getting to know one another and putting a label on it. Oftentimes you can be in a talking stage and you can become exclusive. You can decide you're only seeing each other, but you haven't put the boyfriend, girlfriend or girlfriend, girlfriend or partner label on the whole thing as a package deal yet. What I was just describing before the hooking up late at night, that is not a talking stage. That is just hooking up. You're hooking up with each other. You're sleeping together. That's a hookup. That's a sneaky link. That's not talking stage. So I just wanted to clarify that also. So as we do talk about the talking stage, you guys can understand sort of like what I mean when I say that. I don't think that a late night hookup, something that starts out as just hooking up, can really turn into dating. Never say never. I just, I don't think it normally works out. I've seen people try to do it and I like, again, don't think it normally works out. I think, and a lot of people will say, well, how do you meet guys then in college? Because I go out at night and I hook up with a guy and then all he wants to do is hook up. And I'm like, because that's what he's looking for when he goes out. If a guy 
is looking for a girlfriend, he's going to ask you on a date in the daytime. So you have to put yourself where a future significant other would be. In classes, you have to be social and talk to people. And so do guys or girls or people. You have to join clubs with some similar people who have like-minded interests. Like branch out, ask your friends to introduce you to their friends, ask your friends to set you up, go on dating apps, all that stuff. But the guy that you meet at two o'clock in the morning who takes you home the first night whose last name you don't even know who you start hooking up with at night, who you're only Snapchatting is not going to become your boyfriend. I'm sorry to break it to you. And again, not all of my advice and everything I say applies 100% to every person, but it's a general rule of thumb. So talking stage. What I take this to mean is that you meet somebody, you start seeing each other, it's going really well, you've gone on a few dates and you're trying to figure out where is this going. And sometimes people will start dating and they'll be, I feel like there are three case scenarios. So you go on a date with someone and it goes super well and you start seeing each other pretty regularly and it's heading in the direction of a relationship. Number two, you start seeing someone and it's going really well, but for some reason you guys can't get into a relationship or the person realizes they either don't want to get into a relationship at this time or they don't want to get into one with you but it doesn't prohibit them from cutting you off because they still want you in their life. And then number three is you meet someone and either it's like just starts out as a hookup or you guys don't work out after the date or you guys start just hooking up. So I think scenario one where you start seeing someone and it's going really well and it's heading into the direction of a relationship is what we'll go over first. So basically what I think of this as is you start dating, you've gone on a bunch of dates, it's going super well, maybe you've talked about being exclusive. I don't know if you guys know this, but my rule of thumb for figuring out exclusivity is always saying, hey, by the way, I got tested for STIs. I don't have any STIs. I wanted to let you know I'm not sleeping with anybody else. It opens up the opportunity for them to say me too. I think that's a really good way to decide if you're exclusive, but Maybe you guys have decided you're exclusive, you're seeing each other, you're going on dates and you're trying to figure out where is this going? Is this going in the direction of a relationship like I want it to, like I think it might be? So I think at that level, around three or so weeks, which might be like six or seven dates, I think that you probably will know because the person will let you know if they like you. But if for some reason you don't know some signs that they do want to date you, they have mentioned that they brought you up to their family. That's a huge one. They make dates during the day that have nothing to do with alcohol or drugs. They make dates where you guys don't sleep together or have sex. They text you good morning or good night. They have introduced you to their friends and notice the way that they try to introduce you. Do they say like, hey, this is uh, Casey? Or they're like, hey, this is like, this is Casey. I've been seeing her a little bit. Like, you know, try to decide how, like you can figure out how they view you. But I think if you're three weeks in and all of those things are true and you just feel like you're exclusive, you can say something like, where do you see this going? Like, are you looking to get into a relationship with labels? I'm just curious. And if they say, I'm not sure, where do you see this going? You can say something like, well, that's why I asked. I asked you first. And if they're still not budging, be like, I'm not really looking for anything casual. Like I definitely am looking to be in a relationship, but I don't want to jump into anything that's super casual. That's super normal. And if for some reason that person said back to you, oh, I'm looking for something super casual. Well, then they basically just strung you along and that's a little weird and I wouldn't want to be with them anyways. So that's scenario one. That's how you can ask. I would do it like three weeks in. Scenario two is when you are seeing someone and it seems to be going really, really well on your end. And then on the other end, the person either does not want to be in a relationship and you don't know this yet they are moving or something and they haven't told you and they're going to tell you that that's why they can't be in a relationship some family trauma or simply they just want to see you as a casual thing but they have been sort of courting and dating you because maybe they think that's the polite thing to do or whatever I think in this scenario some ways you would know is like 
maybe at first you started going on dates but then it turned into like a lot of at-home stuff and like they treat you really nicely so you're trying to make excuses like I saw this guy and we went on two dates out and then every other date for like four weeks was like we would get food or like drink wine and he would like make me like really fancy cocktails and we would do fun things at home but we were never going in public he never mentioned that like his family knew about me he never introduced me to his friends he would only text like the day of to make plans he would sort of forget about me like it didn't feel like I was a priority it didn't feel like there were any stakes there and so I could convince myself in that situation like okay well it's a pandemic and like he does make me really fancy cocktails and we order dinner every single time I go over so it's not like we're not eating like he's ordering food and like he remembers things about my life and like I just think like it's gonna take a little bit longer that's an excuse like if you find yourself having to do that because you think you can justify the behavior no and I would still recommend doing the same thing three weeks in ask where do you see this going that person if you aren't seeing the other signs that they want to be with you is likely going to say I'm not really looking for anything casual or I don't really know or I'm moving or whatever it is and so again Go where you're wanted. If you want to be like, all right, I'll see this out for the next month before you move. Fine. Or if you're like, okay, now that I know that you want something casual, I can put my headspace there. Fine. But then you sort of have to do the weird, awkward dance of figuring out like, well, if they had wanted to be serious, then I want to. And I don't think that your impulses should rely on the other person's impulses. Like if you wanted to be in a relationship with that person and they just told you they want to be casual, why would you stay there? You should move on now before it hurts more. Like if you are discussing going out to dinner with a friend and you absolutely don't like sushi, like there's nothing on the menu you would like, like you weren't going to eat it. You didn't want to spend money on it. And you were really, really craving Italian food. And the, the person was like, well, I'm getting sushi 100 percent. Like I, I know that you want Italian food. I know that you're craving it, but I don't want to compromise. I'm getting sushi. I know you don't like it. I know you don't want sushi. That's what I'm getting. You would probably be like either. Wow, that's like a little much. Number one reaction. Number two, you would probably be like, OK, well, we could both just get what we want then I'll get Italian you can get sushi or maybe there's a world in which you have a conversation and compromise but when people make up their mind and your mind is made up too it's okay for your mind to be made up you are allowed to say this is what I want give yourself that confidence and that grace and I think that that is a situation that comes up all too much where we find ourselves making excuses like well he called me beautiful he told me he loved me in bed like okay but he never texts you during the day he has not been seen out in public with you one time he never ever ever brought you up to his family you do not know his friends he does not even care about your friends names he has not asked you on a date he did not give you a present for your birthday like it starts stacking up and like I understand the need to justify someone's actions because I have done it I really was my senior year of college like sitting around being like okay well you know when we're together we stay up talking until 4 a.m and we have such deep conversations well okay bitch when you're when you're alone in a bedroom at two o'clock in the morning you stay up all night talking about deep conversations when you're freaking naked when you're like going through class day or whatever when you got into Columbia he texted you like he snapchatted you like congrats like he doesn't want to be with you and like you shouldn't be making excuses for him like actions speak louder than words 125 percent if he wanted to he would if you if he liked you you would know and then of course there's situation three where people will think that a hookup 
consistent is a talking stage and they'll be like yeah no we're definitely seeing each other and it's like yeah you're seeing each other at midnight you conversed over snapchat and I'm not saying that that's wrong I've had plenty of like chosen late night sneaky links late night hookups when I was single it's great it's consistent it's familiar you can get into a jive with the person but if you want to be in a relationship with them and they want a consistent late night hookup you're not on the same page and it's not going to end how you want it to end and again I'm not like criticizing you guys because I've done the same shit I just want you guys to avoid getting heartbroken and I think like we're afraid of the sting and afraid of the burn of being like yeah that's cool that you want something casual I don't but it's so much better to do it now than to do it in six months and the way I know this is like basically that senior year of college guy when we went home for the pandemic we were away from each other and we would do a lot of like facetiming and like snapchatting and like it was very like salaciously motivated and sometimes we'd facetime late at night but again it was always late at night he was talking to other girls I went on to find out I really wanted to be with him but he wasn't showing any signs that he wanted to be with me like I was trying to get him to like visit and stuff he didn't want that he didn't want me to visit him but he if I was in the area he would want to see me like it was kind of that and then I went um to Chicago to visit my best friend and I hadn't seen him in a really long time and that was in December of 2020 um and I go really early December late November I forget but I go to Chicago and like we met up and I kind of reached a breaking point where I realized how much time I wasted on this person like over a year at that point and I was wasting all my time thinking I could just justify his actions and convince him to fall in love with me when in fact it was never, ever, ever going to be the case. And it was so much worse than if I had just asked or had just conversed about it and realized he didn't want to be with me because he verbally affirmed that. And then I just moved on like way before. But instead, I ended up just reaching this breaking point where I kind of like got super pissed at him and like we got in a screaming fight and he was like gaslighting me. And then I like ran out of his house and slammed the door and he chased after me. And then I texted him when I got in the car and was like, just so you know, it's fine that you're looking for something casual. I'm looking for something real with, for someone that wants me, for someone that's going to treat me correctly, for someone that's not going to take me for granted. I wish you all the best. Had I just sent that message seven months earlier, I would not have been like distraught over this. But of course, men always come back and this is something that you can't fall for. So basically, I go back to the city. I send him this text, whatever. Then I start dating Scorpio boy literally a month and a half later. And the minute I Instagram with my new boyfriend, this kid texts me and sends me a screenshot of his fucking Apple watch being like, I just went on a run, wanted to show you, thought you'd be proud. They always roll back in. They always come back. They never leave you alone. And they just want to see you. That's why the best revenge is success in silence, because I went on, silently became successful, indulged in myself, was living my truth, and then that becomes attractive to him. But no, honey, the ship has sailed. The ship has fucking sailed. You missed your chance. And there is somebody who got on the ship before it even got here. There's somebody that paddled out to the damn ship to get on my ship because they wanted it that badly. And that's the person that you want to be with at the end of the day. You have to recognize who you are and what your worth is. Okay, so if you have the conversation that's like, where is this going? And then the person is like, I'm looking for something more serious. I think this is going in a great direction, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Then you have to let that simmer. So you had that conversation. Let it simmer. I would say like a month and a half, like a month, a little bit over a month, edging toward two months. If it hasn't been brought up, like, will you be my girlfriend? Will you be my partner? I think what you can do, and these are some tricks, you can ask them like playfully in like a tipsy way, like, 
what do you call me to like your parents like do you just say like this girl I'm seeing like I would always use my name I'd be like when you mention me to people do they think I'm a boy like do you ever say like my girlfriend like what do you call me I would say that or I would get drunk and be like are we dating are we dating like in a little bit comedy way that's what works for me but if you guys aren't that personality type I totally get it you can wait and you can sort of drop hints of being like oh my best friend just got a new boyfriend like yeah they made it official like lol like what is our anniversary like the day that we went on our first date like you can kind of just sort of like ease them into the conversation but I really do think if it's going in the right direction they will ask or you can simply ask like do you want to be my boyfriend I don't know why that's weird if the person said no why would you want to be with them if they were convincing you that they were heading in that direction if they literally affirmed you that you guys were heading in the direction of a relationship and then they didn't say yes to do you want to be my boyfriend that's weird so that is also a thing great Of course, there is something called love bombing, and it is normally a tactic used by narcissistic people. It's really hard to tell how or why someone's a narcissist. There's a great episode of Girls Gotta Eat about narcissism specifically that I really recommend listening to because it breaks it down psychologically. Um, But anyway, so love bombing is when it's basically what West Elm Caleb on TikTok did, but if you don't know, I'll explain it. It's when somebody will basically like go all in right away like the first time you meet them they're like I've never felt this way they're like I need to see you again tomorrow they start making you playlists and like I think at first you'll be a little nervous like why does this person like me so much but it'll feel really good to have someone like you so much so you'll convince yourself no matter what that you have to like like them they'll like get you gifts they'll like immediately be like we should plan trips and like joke about our wedding and like they'll literally immediately be like I like you so much like I've never felt this way they'll lay it all down on the line and at first you're going to be really uncomfortable but then the more flattering it gets and the more energy and time they're giving you you're going to start liking it because we all like when somebody's giving us their energy their time we think it's flattering it feels nice so all of a sudden they're going to be giving you all this energy and time and then once you start buying into it once you get on their same page they'll have you where they want you and they'll completely ghost you completely ghost you like they will have you where they want you they'll they'll get the affirmation back that now you're obsessed with them because they manipulated you into becoming obsessed with them and then they will leave you high and dry so this is a common tactic used by narcissists literally deployed by narcissists I think a way that you can ensure that this isn't the case is to tread lightly in the beginning if somebody is showing signs of that behavior like right off the bat they're obsessed with you and you're like wow you don't even really know me that well or like when they enter your dating app like chat and they slide through they're like you're just the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my life like that kind of behavior if that kind of behavior is happening just tread really lightly I'm not telling you not to go on the date but like don't give in to that until you decide if that's their real personality or not like I think that like I could tell that Avery wasn't love bombing me because like our first few dates were really nice and chill but like He was like, let's wait to do things in the bedroom. Like, that was one thing that we had a conversation about. And he also said, like, let's take things sort of slow. I've never been in a serious relationship. Like, I could see his true personality. Like, he didn't feel like a caricature. I think that's another thing. These people, you will never be able to get to, like, the crux of them because they're not vulnerable. Because they know that vulnerability would open them up and, like, give them away almost. So just look out for that. It's very common. And if it happens to you, I'm so sorry. I just, yeah, really look out for it because it can be kind of crazy and scary. Also, like... This is why it helps like if you know someone through friends of a friend or like if you are going on dating updates and you're a little apprehensive and nervous like try to pick someone who like went to the same college as your best friend and like you could always reach out to like your best friend and they would know someone who knew the person and then you guys could talk about them and like this behavior wasn't normal what were they like in college I think that's like also a really important rule of thumb. 
But remember, I think that on dates, being comfortable with someone is always key. And I think you will feel uncomfortable with this person for different reasons. I think that the adrenaline of it will make you nervous. Like, how is this such a good thing? Like, you'll get nervous. And I think like people that confuse you, if someone's confusing you, you're going to feel nervous. And then that's how you know it's the wrong person. I always say if the person is confusing you, if you're having to ask yourself questions about whether or not they like you, whether or not they want to see you, if it's giving you a pit in your stomach, if you're checking your phone to see if they texted you, wrong person, you should feel comfortable. And I think in a love bombing situation, you will feel probably a little uncomfortable. Okay, so we've been talking so much about like serious relationshipy things, but of course there's a place in this world for like keeping it casual. And like I've had so many times in my life where I'm like, I just want something casual and consistent and familiar, but I don't want to date someone. You have to be upfront when you want that. You have to tell someone. It's like the reverse. Like you would want to know. You would want them to know. Um, if somebody wanted to see you as a casual way, if somebody wanted to be with you casually, you would want to know. They also want to know. Just tell them. Um, similarly, my senior year first semester, I was kind of seeing this guy, but like I knew I didn't want to date him. I knew nothing would change that. I, he was younger than me, a year younger. I knew that I would be graduating. And so I literally was just like, I don't want to date you, but I'm down to like hang out. And like have a little casual romp and like let that happen. So I was up front with him. And even though I was up front with him, he wanted more and then it ended up burning him. But that wasn't really my fault because I was up front with him. I was honest with him. So my thing is always keep it casual. But what I don't think works is friends with benefits. And my reason is I just think that somebody is always going to get their heart involved and somebody's always going to get hurt. So for example, within this situation, him and I were friendly first and then we started seeing each other and then we were never friends again because his heart got involved. He got hurt by me because he caught feelings and I didn't reciprocate them and we couldn't be friends again. I think that friends with benefits always ends because someone catches feelings and the other person doesn't reciprocate or because one of the people finds someone that they actually want to date making the other person feel really horrible about themselves because it's like, damn, so you were dating and looking for someone that you actually wanted to date the whole time. I don't think it works. I think if you do it, you have to be prepared for it to end poorly. I tried to do it with an ex of mine. Of course, it didn't work. There was so much residual feeling involved. I don't believe in friends with benefits. It's just not for me. I know people do it, but like even look at all the depictions of friends with benefits in like pop culture and movie and TV. Like they either end up realizing they both have feelings for each other and that's why they were hooking up in the first place. More of a rare thing in the real world, if you ask me. Or they lose each other because they realize it was a really, truly horrible, bad idea. Like even look at like how I met your mother or new girl. Like there are so many times where they awkwardly are hooking up like inter friend group hooking up and then there's like conflict or something happens and it makes it awkward for everybody. Like and those are sensationalized things where they can like easily tie it up with a bow and give it a happy ending. But like life isn't like a movie or television. So tread lightly with friends with benefits. If you want to keep things casual with someone, that's great. You do you go for it. Just make sure they know. I feel like it's really unfair to not let someone know or like if you want to keep something casual and you do want to go out on dates so that was kind of my situation first semester senior year like we went to a concert together we would grab food together we'd get coffee together sometimes we would like spend the night with each other we'd go see the movie but he knew it was never turning into something else like we were just spending time together enjoying each other's company I told him if something changes I will let you know but it probably won't and he was okay with that like he confirmed and consented yes it is okay that you will never date me that's fine so I think that that's just like a general rule of thumb in those situations make sure you tell the other person okay ghosting so ghosting is another one of those things I wanted to talk about that relates to all of this I think that if you have gone on anything more than one date with someone you owe them an explanation of why you don't want to see them again if you guys go on one date and it's just bad and you know the vibes aren't there 
okay, you don't owe them anything. But if you go on a date and then you go home with them or something, you do owe them something. It is really cowardly and embarrassing to go someone. I just don't think it's a good human thing to do. People deserve respect. Is That's the bare minimum. And I think if we are all setting the example that ghosting is not okay, other people are going to see that and it's not going to be the norm. So I recommend that if you're not feeling it anymore, just send someone a message. And if you're really, really seeing them, I'd recommend doing this in person. But if you're not really, really seeing them and you're kind of hooking up or whatever, I would text them and be like, hey, or if you've been on a couple dates with them, hey, I just wanted to let you know I just don't see a romantic future between us. You're really great and I would feel really bad being dishonest with you. If you want something casual, let me know. Or if you want to be friends, let me know. You're just too good of a person to not, you know, have that honesty given to you and that's what you deserve. I hope you understand. Really simple, really easy. They can't be mad at you. Like they're not going to be upset with you. They literally cannot be. And it feels a lot better to get that text than to be wallowing for six weeks trying to figure out how someone feels about you again somebody is ghosting you they're really not the right person like really and if someone says to you I am so busy that's why I can't text you or like I have all these tests that's why I can't text you that's bullshit it takes two seconds to text someone hey hope you're having a great week thinking about you I'm so swamped can't wait to see you when it gets better That takes two seconds. If someone's not giving that to you, they don't like you. Somebody is just leaving you in the dark to wonder like, oh, are they busy? And then you're doing the whole like, oh my God, they had tests. I know they have a test. Like once their test is over or like once their flight from spring break, like once they no, like they have a cell phone, they're texting their friends, they're Snapchatting other girls. They will want they can 100 percent text you if they liked you and be like, I just wanted to let you know I'm super busy, but I'm thinking about you. How's dinner on Friday, even if it's six days away, you know? And I think if you feel like you're getting ghosted and my rule of thumb is like if you're seeing someone or you're hooking up with someone and like they would regularly text you on a weekend evening or like there's a regular they would regularly converse with you in a certain sort of cadence that isn't happening. I would recommend just sending a message being like, hey, did anything happen? I would prefer to know so I could move on. That is you saying you owe me respect. Please let me know what's going on. You would rather send that message and then say, yeah, I don't want to see you anymore. Then you just sit sit around like a fucking sitting duck for six weeks being like does this person like me like don't waste your time because there's someone out there that would never ever make you question a thing one single day of your relationship that's what you deserve you don't deserve the person who's just ghosting you for so many days so I would just nip it in the butt and I know it's hard to be rejected but I look at rejection as like your loss like I don't look at rejection as like oh whatever like I give myself five minutes to let it sting it used to be an hour but I've really like changed my mindset a lot like I look at the clock and be like at the next hour this doesn't affect me anymore for now I'm gonna wallow I'm gonna let it sting I'm gonna let it hurt that I just got ghosted that I just got rejected and then I'm gonna redirect myself I'm gonna start swiping on the dating apps I'm gonna go out with my girlfriends I'm gonna make myself feel good I'm gonna find somebody that does want to be with me and if you start reframing your mindset to go where you are wanted instead of go where you think you're supposed to go or go where it would be nice to be affirmed you're just gonna feel so much better about everything okay and the last thing I wanted to talk about was like playing games I don't believe in playing games if you're looking for a relationship if you are looking to date somebody you're not going to get there by playing games like if you were looking to actually become really good friends with someone you wouldn't like beat around the bush you would be like genuine and vulnerable with them playing games does not get you into a relationship it can get somebody that you're casually seeing to want to see you it can rev things up with a very casual hookup but again remember those people don't want to date us so we have to be in the mindset that we want that too 
Playing hard to get is the only thing that works for anything casual. And it also works in a different way for relationships, which I'll explain. But for something casual, what playing hard to get means is if they text you like, hey, are you going out tonight? Or they Snapchat you, open it and don't respond for four hours. Trust me when I say if they were worth it, They wouldn't just be like, oh, she didn't respond for four hours. I'm never answering again. Like when they don't respond for four hours, you just wait for them to reach out again. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you Snapchat a guy and he doesn't answer for four hours, you're not like, oh, he never wants to talk to me again. You're like, okay, I'll just try again or I'll just wait for him. Like he's not going to ride you off because you didn't answer for a few hours. If anything, he's going to wonder what is she doing and where is she? And be super cryptic in your responses. If someone texts you, wait for them to double text you. Wait for them to like emphasize it or wait a couple hours. Or like sometimes just don't answer them on a Thursday if they Snapchat you and you don't want to see them. Like you have to play a little hard to get. You have to make yourself look desirable. Other people like it when someone is desired that they have in their life. Like that is what works for casual hookups. That's how you get them wrapped around your finger. That is the number one way to do it is playing hard to get. Now in relationships, there's a very different way to play hard to get, which is like a professional way to play hard to get. So psychologically, and this is a very heteronormative thing, but that's what I'm used to. Men and women fall in love very differently. So men fall in love through action, physically doing things with you, and in the time spent away from you when they get to think about you. Women fall in love through intimacy and deep conversations. So by way of that principle, which is fully true and is psychologically evaluated, you have to give them space and time to think about you when you're not around by way of don't reach out every single day or don't make plans every day or don't text them good morning every day. Let them ruminate and think about you. That is when they fall in love with you. And that's not really playing hard to get as much as it it is just like knowing their impulses, knowing how men work. And that's something that like I think that I have literally seen work in my actual life. It is 100,000% true. Um, But otherwise in relationships, do not, do not, do not play games. So what we learned today is that we do not ghost people. We ask for what we want. We do not ask people what they think. We tell them what we want. We remember that rejection is just redirection and that there's somebody out there that is going to swim on a fucking life raft to get on your boat before you even come looking for them versus somebody who's literally saying, I'm just going to stay on land. I don't want to get on your boat. Let your boat go. I'm not going to I'm not going to even try to come out there like you want the person who is willing to do anything for you who is going to make you feel comfortable and not uncomfortable who's going to make you feel like you are desired and not just confused all the time feeling comfortable is key and I am telling you guys all this and such an impassioned tone because I wasted so much time of my life dealing with all of this shit and trying to convince myself that Gemini's were in love with me when they frankly just were not and they never would be and that's okay because I don't want them to be I'm so happy I am where I am now and I'm only where I am now because I became so self- aware and assured and I stopped wasting time I started asking questions that people know the answers to when you ask a guy how do you feel about me he knows the answer already the answer is there in his brain right or do you see this going anywhere the answer is there in his brain by not asking you're only leaving yourself in the dark like you're only leaving yourself in the dark and no one is judging you if you decide to pursue something casual no one is judging you if you say okay then I don't want to be with you like that is your choice queen you're allowed to make that choice but what I'm saying is the only thing that's happening when you're not asking is the other person just never tells you and you just don't know okay we did that that was great I think I don't really know I'm feeling sort of like (laughs) oh I don't know if I told you guys this but like my thyroid has been swollen and that's like nothing of concern hopefully like my thyroid often gets swollen or enlarged due to like my hypothyroidism that I have and it's hard to like talk for extended periods of time because I can feel it like it's swollen and I can feel it 
is that graphic I don't really know like I can literally like work out but like it feels weird does that make sense so anyway I'm gonna go have a glass of wine and some water and get ready to go see Little Shop of Horrors off Broadway but I hope you guys have a fantastic amazing wonderful beautiful immaculate immaculate week do something that inspires you, heal your inner child, make yourself feel good, get pumped for my YouTube channel, know that I'm always in your corner, I'm so proud of you, you're doing a great job, and you can always DM me, bump me if I don't respond, I'm trying to get to everyone, I love you guys so freaking much, and I hope you have the best effing week, I will see you guys next week from Austin, Texas, love you, bye!